0: All right, guys, welcome back to Chewing the Fat. Please don't turn that back. Of course, my name is Carlos.
1: And I am forever the real Queen Bee.
0: And I am
2: your forever appreciative of our listeners, Dr. Johnson.
1: What What a way to kiss him. Every (laughs) week. Yeah.
0: I'm telling you, man, every week.
1: Why he got to come out with something like that?
0: That's the truth. Always the victim, huh, (laughs) Queen? So when I show our
2: listeners... Some appreciation. I'm a victim. Mm, mm, mm. Me and my liberal panel. I tell you,
0: what was that word he used in regard to the political debates? Pandering.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly. Yeah, you were
0: pandering. I mean, ding, ding,
1: well, ding. Well,
0: if it increased plays, I will pander all day long. Wait a minute, Queen. Don't be trying to ding, ding, ding. What do you win, Johnny and me? <laughs> Like I was waiting on some kind of graham cracker or cookie or something. You know what I'm saying? Don't be trying to play me like I was on the E-wing. Well, uh, Off the
1: back porch. Hey, we all, uh, and
2: for my listeners who were uh, in special education, I ride with you. So I don't share that opinion. So I just want to let the listeners know. We are an all-inclusive show.
0: That's it. Off the back porch this week, Dr. Johnson, what do you have?
2: In light of our current situation, I think it's only... Fitting because we've talked about the health aspects and the effects of COVID 19 to talk about the rising unemployment rate and how it's truly, is truly oh, yeah. affecting American families. And, and I know we talked about on one of the back porches, we were having a conversation about the stimulus package. So in, in, in light of that previous conversation and what's going on today, the, the unemployment numbers came out, and as expected, they were staggering. Over 5 million filed uh, during the last unemployment period. And the one thing that we're really beginning to see is we've talked about the economic divide in this country, in the world, really, the wealth gap. But you're really beginning to see how this pandemic is really exacerbating that effect, right? The, the limited access to funds, the type of jobs and employments that you have that don't allow you cuz everybody can't work from this home. This is true. And let's talk about our sector of society that's really hurt from this. Our waiters, our personal care providers from barbers to beauticians, nail tech, yeah. Absolutely. And 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 even let's go further than that. Uh if you own a car dealership and you're the person that, that's a salesman at that car dealership, who's trying to buy a car when they're really restricting travel and not allowing people to go in some instances state to state. So It's widespread. I could go on and on about the different sectors of the economy that have been affected by this. But again, it's the low income that are truly being just devastated by the effects of this, because if you're you're a small business, they employ over 52 percent of the American population. So if those small businesses are hurting and can't function and can't operate, they're not like large corporations. They may have a cash reserve to wait out this economic downturn. And, and the, the fascinating thing about it, I don't know if you guys saw it on the news, the price of oil per barrel went to $3 a barrel.
0: It plummeted, sure did. So and let's
2: think about those oil field workers. Those type of jobs have really pulled their families out of poverty. What do they do now? Right when the price the price of oil is plummeted to that extent, where refineries and fracking companies are not deciding to hire and keep those people on because it's not worth them to pull the oil out of the ground. So it's so widespread throughout the nation. And where you really see it is states that have the highest unemployment. Queen, you're there in Louisiana, so I know the types of jobs that are there in Louisiana, they're heavy oil just like Texas is. But service industry, New Orleans is a tourist city. Right. Those tourist activities are not taking place right now. Right. You're
0: absolutely correct. People scared to stay in hotel rooms, everything.
2: The hospitality industry at this point is taking a major blow.
0: Hell, think about Uber and Lyft, all of that like you said you can continue to mention every sector of the economy that's feeling the after effects of this pandemic
2: now i'm never one to say that it should be the government's job to pull us out of this because i don't think there's enough money you can throw at a person on a one-time basis that's going to sustain them over three to four months twelve hundred dollars twenty four hundred dollars the max if you had kids thirty four hundred dollars that's not going to sustain you light water gas car note that's not going to sustain you over a three to four month period
0: if you ask me that's what a legislation should have been directed it should have been directed towards the utility industries and sort of like how they were coming up with creative ways to aid renters in this time of crisis you know i think the utility companies should have come up with something similar in that instead of just saying that hey you know we'll waive your payments for right now but At the end of this pandemic, the bill comes due, because the bill always comes due. It's coming due. I mean, the one thing we have to recognize with
2: this rising unemployment rate, we were already in debt twenty-four trillion. With one bill alone, we added two trillion. The operating budget for the new year was a little over a trillion. So right now, when you talk about the bill coming due, we're sitting at almost twenty-seven trillion in debt, and we're we're still. Right, um, the American public, American companies—they're still asking for more, saying they need more. So we could be looking at a pandemic that's really going to cost the American public over six to seven trillion dollars.
1: So I was reading an article this week that was saying, uh, and, and it, it was skepticism about the job growth. Right, so we've had this record job growth, you know, over the past year, um, and. And it made an interesting point. So what type of jobs were they counting in the labor force that, you know, people have now lost their jobs that broke the economy, right? So what type of jobs have they been counting that made it seem like we was having record job job growth, but in a month, our economy is broken? In a
2: month? Well, it was less than that.
1: So we we didn't we didn't we didn't have slow decline, right? So usually stuff like this happens, you know, over a period of time, you know, we have slow job growth, slow job growth. They watch it, watch it, watch it. This has been less less than a month, and we've broken the. Well, economy. think about it.
2: This is unprecedented. When did we ever come to even 9-11 when they stopped the planes? Some aspects of the economy came to a halt, but the economy as a whole. They shut down retail stores, restaurants, hotels. No one's traveling. No one's taking vacations. When they shut down the casinos in Vegas, I hate for that to be a barometer, but when they shut down the casinos in Vegas and won't let people go and gamble, won't let people go to a...
0: Casinos are Vegas.
2: Think about that.
0: That in and of itself was devastating to that individual economy.
2: Well, and I, I saw on the news where... They're having a conversation. Now you have meat plants that have COVID going through those meat plants and they're they're beginning to find yes. Well, there it it won't be a point of, of them wanting to shut them down. The rate of infection in those factories or in those plants is increasing exponentially. Then we talk about the fruit pickers, right? That are in California, Florida, and some of the other southern states, they're beginning to catch or, or become infected at an exponential rate. So eventually, it's going to grind. We're already at a halt. We're going to come to a grinding halt to an extent. Even though infections are going down, it's still within particular populations. Again, your low socioeconomically your economically disadvantaged groups, where these rates are continuing to rise, Whereas we're now we're having conversations about reopening. I think it's
0: extremely premature, Dr. Johnson. I really do. And, you know, to your point, when you made a reference to the staggering unemployment numbers, think about what comes along with unemployment. You were just speaking of how the migrant workers, the fruit pickers and all of that, they're contracting the disease at exponential rates. But if they're unemployed, they don't have insurance. So how can they... Get treatment. Well, they don't
2: have insurance now, most of them. So.
0: That's what I'm saying. Most of them don't have insurance anyway. But I was speaking of the employment, the population that's unemployed as a whole. Right. If you're unemployed, you don't have insurance. So if you contract a virus, how can you afford to get treatment? Yeah, compounding
2: the issue. I agree, Carlos. It is beyond compounding the issue. Whereas they were already uh, in a predicament where they probably weren't receiving the best of care to begin with. Right? Only going when there was an emergency. Which is typical when you're when you're economically disadvantaged. Absolutely, that's it. And, and that also translates into education, right? Uh, how can I really focus on helping my kid with schoolwork when I don't have a job? I can't keep the lights on. I can't keep Wi-Fi. I can't pay a cell phone bill. Who's going to contact me? How are they going to talk to my kid? How is my kid going to get his work? I tell you, it's a trickling and crippling effect on America. This will be a defining moment in the life of our kids and, and even us as we move forward. I agree. So we're a show about solutions. We always talk about opportunities. And this is an opportunity to kind of reevaluate the type of skill set that you have. And, and again, I'm not telling people what to do or how to do, but just offering a conversation about solutions. <laughs> well, you got to be considerate of people feeling.
0: You talk like we going back to the barn system.
2: Well, <laughs> it, it, it's time to, it, well, and you know what? And a lot of that's happening right now, <laughs> all right? Uh, people are having to say, hey, well, I don't need this motorcycle. I don't need this backhoe or, or this or that. Can I get some food? Can I get this? A lot of that is going on, Carlos. It really
0: is. I'm trying to figure out what age of time we're in. Well, you made reference to a backhoe. <laughs>
2: You know know that's a large machine, right?
0: (laughs) I do. But I'm just saying, man, uh, the technology has advanced well beyond the backhoe, my brother. Well, they they still use them, is my point. And
2: and people are having a barter with whatever they have. And on top of that, again, having that conversation about taking the opportunity to look at your skill set and look at the type of jobs That are right. That are working from home in some of these essential and employee sectors, right? Employment sectors, and to just kind of think about because this won't be our last time going through this. We this has happened throughout human history. It won't be the last time. Just having that conversation of reevaluating. Okay, well, this is what I went through last time. Is not going to get me this time. What skill sets do I need to avoid? Put in my family and myself in that situation. And there are opportunities out there. Believe it or not, there are people
0: hiring. And one thing I will say, Dr. Johnson, is, you know, especially in regard to the rising unemployment rates, but, you know, we covered this minutely in a previous episode when we was talking about um, Black entrepreneurship. The rate of entrepreneurship has been rising throughout the country, specifically when you look at this particular generation. Events like this that cause people to turn to unemployment, it embeds a painful stain in your brain and it forces you to come up with creative ways to never be put in that particular situation ever again.
2: Absolutely. Hey, we're Americans. We're resilient. That's one thing about us.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, as you said, I think more and more people, I think we'll see that trend continue to trend upward. We're gonna see more and more people become entrepreneurs simply because they're gonna to want to bet on themselves rather than another well, company.
2: But in that vein, take a look at at what's still selling and what gets shut down in a, in an incident like this. I will tell you, I'm definitely uh, in medical supply if I'm an entrepreneur right now.
1: This is true.
0: This is true. But you have to look at raw materials as well. I mean, because with devastation come renovation, and when you look at you know, raw material companies, uh, lumber companies, home improvement companies. These companies, not only are they deemed essential at this point, but they are thriving in this particular economic climate. Hey, construction has not stopped I
1: at all. I little fun fact for y'all. <laughs> Did you guys know that forestry was one of like the top, uh, I don't want to say careers, but one of the top fields in the state of Louisiana because Louisiana has so much timber and um, our growing season isn't as long as other states? Just thought I'd wow y'all with that.
2: Well, at, uh, so I'm partially aware. I won't say I, did, I didn't I did realize it was that much in demand, but my family has land north of Bozier, around 130 acres and we pay the property taxes on it every five years by allowing them to come in and cut timber. And even with them just doing that to pay property taxes, everybody. Now, this is my grandfather's generation, his brothers and sisters. We still get a hundred dollar check. <laughs> it, you know, still a hundred dollar check. We get a hundred dollar check for them selling it. And there has to be at least 400 of us from because there were 13 brothers and sisters that bought the land and it trickles down through all of their their children and grandchildren. And I tell you, yeah, they, they make a ton of money cutting that, uh, uh selling that timber.
0: Every five years. Yeah, and I can imagine that. It's a lot of hands that <laughs> they got to go Jonas. through because one thing. <laughs> hey, I was just say one thing about a Johnson. Y'all love to proliferate.
2: And a lot of Johnson.
0: <laughs> yeah, buddy. But, hey, uh, I think this is a good time to transition to our theme of the show. This week's theme Of the show of course is swipe right a contemporary look at relationships so we're going to look at the dating game so to speak as it relates to like now (laughs) we're going to look at uh dating in the 21st century uh queen what do you think about that
1: man so i can tell you that being someone who entered the dating pool in the twenty first century, so, as I've mentioned before, re-entered, I said entered,
0: you said entered, um, not re-enter. You re-entered the dating pool,
1: whatever. Um, uh, so as I've mentioned before, I am divorced. I got married right out of undergrad, so I got married at twenty two. And now here I am, forty two. Now, Re-entering
0: so, the dating game. I just oh, like to point okay. that out.
1: Well, I were I wasn't really in the dating game. I married my high school sweetheart. So entering the dating game while you're trying to correct me. I never really dated um again because I married the person who took me to the prom. So remember Carlos went to sweetheart. high school with you. That's so <laughs> um, any anyhow being being 42 and now trying to date in the 21st century, you know, I had to learn the rules because I've missed the whole span of when this stuff was changing. Mm. So I'm like, <laughs> well, wait, <laughs> well, wait, I got to send a nude. Oh, wait a minute. Is that, you, you want that right away? You don't want my name first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm queen of, you know, oh, so <laughs> right out the back, you know, I'm getting, You know, DMs and they, you know, all kind of things. Right. And I'm like, and I had to ask a friend of mine and I'm like, is this it? This is what dating is now. You know, they don't even try to find out about you. It's straight to it. Send the news. It's
0: not important. So you got, you got, as the lone single person on our
2: panel, and it's unfair that Carlos had you start off this conversation. I think you should really get on him about that. Well, like, that's
0: the thing about it. Like you said, she's the lone <laughs> single person on the show, which means that she's the only person that's still in the dating game. I, I'm just being... Dr. Johnson. I'm being for still facetious.
1: in the dating game, and not only am I in it, again, I'm old and out of sorts. So, <laughs> I'm having to learn... You know what 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 to do? You know what dating sites are popping and again I and I will admit I have tried a few of them. I have tried Match, I've tried uh Black People Meet, I've tried Bumble, you know, and so they. No J Day. No, I don't even know what that one is. See there, it's, it's too many. It's too many.
0: Elite singles, her man.
1: Right now, I, I with, Now I haven't tried Christian mingle. No, I haven't tried that Jewish one. Um.
0: Hey, that's because she loves some Jesus. She ain't finna I play with the Lord like that.
1: that. That's right. I do love some Jesus. Now, I will tell you that I, I logged on for ten for, for tinder and plenty hey. of fish like one hey. day. And all it took was one message and I hurry up and got off of those. Let me tell you <laughs> t- t- Tinder and plenty of fish is not for the old person like me. So, like, the first message to do was like, so what you trying to do? <laughs> hey, hey,
0: both those sites that you mentioned, I, I'm not even on social media, but even I know that both those sites that you mentioned are tailored towards instant gratification. Oh, instant
1: inst- hookup. <laughs> like, as soon as I, let me, and I, when I tell you it was quick, as soon as I put my profile up, I got a, what you trying to do? What I'm trying to do? Wait, what you mean? What I'm trying to do? Hi, my name is Queena. Like, what's your name? <laughs> can we? Can, can we go What there? you said is
2: turning to a meet. That's party. it.
1: Oh man, like I, I, disabled the account immediately. So yeah, the 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 dating scope, and then of course, so I'm, I'm gonna shift gears a little bit, and so the caliber of man that I'm looking for, you know needs to be on my level. I, I prefer educated, you know, and nothing against blue-collar men. I just prefer white-collar men. And so white-collar men know that they are, you know, like a unicorn. They know that they are rare. And they also know that it's slim pickings. So white-collar dudes on on the site, like, like they the prize. You know what I'm saying? They talking to you. They talking to you. They talking to you. And they let you so, know. So we...
2: So we might as well interview for this segment. So my question for you is, so what happened to the typical find somebody in church, go out, with, uh, let a friend do a blind date for
1: you? That ain't happening. I would just
0: oh. say we didn't already cover it in our episode on religion. There ain't too many people believing in the Lord no more anyway. So you know that ain't. That's,
1: that, that's not, not, nah, not. Nah, okay. Let's back up. So churches do have singles ministry, right. you know. Right, they they still have that, but then you don't want the church people all in your business knowing. And who that's exactly to what's meat. gonna
0: happen. Oh wow! And that's a,
1: you know, church church folks can be all in you in your business. Oh so man, it's all my children all day. Yeah, I would not consider anyone seriously that that you know somebody to hook me up in the singles ministry because that's Miss Johnson's son and Miss Johnson's son. Can't do no wrong. And tell. Yeah, that's Sister Johnson. Yeah, that's Sister Johnson's son. She gonna call and tell my mama and my auntie. Well, you know, Queen of When I Was Sister Johnson. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, you, you know, wrong. Queen of When I Was Sister Johnson. He hurt my baby. Yeah.
2: She hurt my baby. Exactly.
1: Then Sister Johnson looking at me crazy, next uh-uh. Sunday.
0: I, I ran I you know, I ran it to Queena at the movie theater and she wasn't with uh, Miss Johnson's son. She was with some other dude. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right.
2: yeah. Right. That, that's exactly what
1: happens.
2: Well, but don't they still have like balls, black and white balls, nonprofit events or even political rallies or, or any of those things?
1: Or or maybe it's because I'm just not, well, you know, that 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 may not be for me. I'm just not really a social person. Uh. So I actually prefer the online. I guess this is this is my millennial tendencies because it gives me an opportunity to from the comfort of my home, scope you out, lurk all of your social media, see who your baby mama is, see where your drama is, and then block you before I even get a chance to hear your lies.
0: Dr. Johnson, you missed the fact that she tried to distance herself from the proverbial old heads on the show again. You missed that. <laughs> I, I caught it. You missed it. I caught it.
1: No, I said that because he was gonna call me a millennial because I said I prefer online dating. So, well, you I know, you educated us the last
0: time as to what the word zennial means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: because I'm because mm. I'm a zennial. So again, it does give you. She some said comfort. that because
0: she's a zeta man. She just wanted to put that z. Word, Z- expelled,
1: first of all Zenial is spelled with an X um, <laughs> but anyhow <laughs> it does it does give you the comfort of your own home you know to not deal with the social awkwardness of dating, right? You got that awkwardness, you got the quiet space. I can just But don't you have to
2: meet them eventually
1: in person? But that's after we've been talking, I'ma cake with you a while before I agree to meet you in person. So we we caking.
2: Okay, explain to our listeners
1: what (laughs) I absolutely will. (laughs) Oh, yeah, know. that is a
0: rather antiquated term. I, I I will admit that myself.
1: Caking ain't antiquated. Yeah. So caking, uh, listeners, is you know we're just texting, we're DMing, we're chatting, we're continuing to get to know each other. That is the good morning text, you know. So when you get to that point where you texting every morning, good morning, you know, uh, at lunch, how's your day going? And then at night, you know, digital quality
0: night. time, her huh, man.
1: Right, your digital quality time. So once we get to that space, then you know, we may agree to a first date, which is usually coffee. You know, I like Starbucks, you know, because that way I can keep it short. I ain't got to sit and look in your face if you're ugly. Oh, if wow. you cannot, not be what wow. You know, so yeah, it's, it's something to this. So, you oh, know, we're going to go to Starbucks. We're going to meet in a public place. We're going to have some coffee, you know, and keep it short. That way, I can walk away and block you if I need to. Oof.
0: wow! I think you've adjusted. Quite yeah, well. I would say so.
1: I, I, I'm just saying. I, <laughs> but that, hey, but that hey, is from in, trying.
0: Indubitably. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, but that's from learning. That is from learning the game. I had to. I had to get accustomed and learn the new game. I chip.
0: She had to recut I, her teeth, oh man.
1: Right, and I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I got ghosted recently. I was like, "Damn, did he just ghost me?" Hey,
0: oh, wow. hey, uh, tough uh, titties says to kitty, but the milk's still
1: good. <laughs> yeah, I, I got me, and now it's just funny. Me and my my uh, my best friend, my best friend Jazz, a dude ghosted her, and we was like, "What is going on with this ghosting?" <laughs> So that's the new thing the dudes will just fall off the face of the earth and you don't hear i'll be like wait a minute well we was just caking and now we go and he getting ghosted me
0: hey chivalry is dead,
1: dead man <laughs> they just ghost you they just walk away
0: that's because you ain't talking about nothing. no quick enough return right like you said it's it, we're in the hookup culture we're in the
1: hookup culture you're right
0: But you know what, Queen, you made reference earlier to the hookup culture. I really believe that's where we are right now, you know, and I, to be honest with you, I have girls, two of them, and I fear for my daughters, man, you know, because there's nothing real anymore. There's nothing deep and no real companionship anymore. I think we really are in the era of the hookup culture.
1: It's, it's a scary time.
0: It really is, and I just think about the impact that it has on modern relationships.
1: It really is a scary time, and again, for someone like myself, who's in my early forties and single, that is, you know, not accustomed to the to the hookup culture. You know, we're just out of sorts because I'm I'm with the old school. I want to be courted. I want to be, uh, you know, chased uh, and, and let me throw out there, that the song says that the dog chased the cat. I just ah, mean, I throw that out there. Pandering.
0: pandering. That is. I think you can boomerang that word right back at her, Dr. Johnson. You're right. I'm yeah. just saying,
1: if when you check the words of y'all's song, it say the dog chased the cat. Okay. But um, yeah, well, you know, a, some most women, we like to chase too. We want, we don't, I don't want to do the chasing. My uncle gave me a really good Um, piece of advice and that has stuck with me my whole life he said have you ever seen a fish jump in the boat (laughs) you ain't never seen a fish jump in the boat a man has to catch the fish right that's it but because of this new culture you know you got the fish jumping in the boat oh yeah
0: (laughs) the suitors nowadays are way more demanding i'm telling you you know they're looking for instant gratification Right off the bat, I'm
1: telling you, and and you, you talking about me, it's not like you haven't been out of the dating pool very long, Mr. I only been married less than a year, so (laughs) you, it's not like you, it's not like you have no remembrance of what it's like to date Mr. Newlywed, sir. Online,
0: I really don't because you know, first of all, in, in one month, it'll make a year, and second, you know, we were together for a total of five years. So that means at least four of those years we were dating. So, hell, I ain't dated in five years. So, no, I don't remember what it's like to date.
1: Five years is not a long time.
0: It's not. And to be quite honest with you, since, you know, you going to call me on the carpet, I ain't do much dating anyway. If we want to, you know, call a spade a spade. Well,
1: well come on, talk about the hookup <laughs> culture then. Since you weren't dating, <laughs> go, go ahead and, and, and enlighten the people.
0: Oh, that's the past. So, so are you saying that
2: the hookup culture is nothing
1: new? That's what it sounds like to me. That's what he's alluding to. Since he said he didn't do much <laughs> dating, we can read between the lines.
0: Well, you know, there is a popular phrase that says "there's nothing new under the sun." I would just yeah. say that.
1: Right. Well, I mean, no, no. Wait a minute, Doctor Johnson. Let me also say ahead. that you didn't do much dating. Why? Because you did not have to. You're
0: you absolutely didn't have correct.
1: To court them. Come on, you making my point? You making my point. Well, you think, didn't do much damage
2: because much you, of you that didn't has have changed, to. Though. You're right. Are we forgetting about the '60s and the '70s and free love? This is not new.
0: That's it.
1: No, that is not the same, Doctor Johnson. Are you kidding me?
2: Free love? Do you do you? Do you oh remember? man, have Woodstock. You up, uh, had your uh, uncle or grandparents talk about what it was like to live in that
0: era? I do. Oh but man, about the but that is not, Hey, ain't nobody possess nobody.
1: That's not the same. You're right. That's not the same thing because they had an understanding that it was free love and, you know, peace and love, man. And, you know, living on the commune. I got an uncle that lived on a commune. They they had it. That was an understanding. That is not the understanding now. Well,
0: I just like to take the time to mention that. It's funny how it seems like everyone has the representation of any iteration of a person in their family somewhere yeah.
1: I had a, my oldest uncle lived on a commune <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: yeah I have a cousin Hey, that was a part of the cult in San Francisco hey, really cool. <laughs> oh yeah uh, who, who, sh- who shall remain nameless as they have returned to Jesus wow <laughs> it happened
0: something about the name Jesus
1: that's all
2: <laughs> oh I, but but my thing is is that these these have always undergirded our uh our society it's just i think it's become more accessible with technology yes very much so i think that's the big difference that these tendencies have always been
0: there oh yeah but
2: right but there's been like that societal uh judgment that's really kept it at bay That's why people won't give you their passcodes to their phones, right? They don't want you to know what type of stuff they're into.
0: Exactly. (laughs) I think a major contributor to that is the social acceptance of it all. You know, I mean, it's the thing to do
1: now. Oh, I agree with you there. Well, I think it's I think it's still
2: a bit frowned upon.
1: No, I agree with you there because I just learned the, the word kink, you know, so people have certain kinks that they're into. So you are absolutely right. You can learn a lot in these Facebook groups. That's all I'm going to say. Wow.
2: Is that slang for fetish?
1: Huh?
0: Is that slang for a fetish? Yes. Okay. Yes. Dr. You- Johnson. I'm learning on this show. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, hey. you know one thing that one hey, thing you learn about Doctor Johnson, he's not gonna ask the question he don't already know the answer to. <laughs> not <laughs> true, not true. Look, he treating us like he a parent. our parent or something. You know, that's <laughs> how I parents mean, treat their children. Hey. They only ask you questions they don't answer to. You know, when your mom asks you a question, you had a sinking feeling like I better tell the truth because she looking at me like she waiting on me to tell a lie. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: no. <laughs> You got to realize, you talk about five years, Lowe's. I've been married for 20 years. It'll be 20 years. Oh, years.
0: man.
1: Yeah, so you really don't know. I have n- I have no um, clue. I'm going to... You
2: you mentioned some websites <laughs> and apps that I've never heard of.
0: You've had the equivalent of a lobotomy.
2: <laughs> man, look. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Me me going into a dating pool right now would be a hey, beyond fish out of water. Oh, I hey, I'd be I'd be uh, easy prey. <laughs> I really would. Hey, you'd okay. be
0: like Forrest Gump, her man,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> so right, I'm, I'm bringing flowers and being nice, and they're
1: like, "What's that for?" Mm-mm. <laughs> See, she be to put you. She be to put you out with them flowers.
0: I'm telling. You. See, and, that, and, uh-uh. and talked about you. That's the killer part about yeah. it. Probably they, they posted a video about you and everything, made a meme out of it. Hey. What's wrong with him? Hey, you and he be messed around and went viral, trying to be nice to Woody. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> he thinks,
0: he thinks love. What's wrong with him? Uh-uh. And then they had this playing in the background. <laughs> what is love? <laughs> Baby, <it> don't hurt. <laughs> hey, thing they
2: say. Oh, girl. I, uh, I can't date him. He's soft. Yep.
1: <laughs> but you know, but you know what? There are I I can't I can't do that because women still do like nice guys. Man, get there out of here, some
2: man! Women
0: Never. There ne- so, nice
1: guys. So
0: I'm sorry. I keep telling I, I, I y'all to in, give
1: me one of the good I bros, but y'all it. won't do it.
2: Well, here's what. I'm, so in my time, in my single days, right, and in, in college, being in a fraternity. Let's just say I was never the nicest person.
0: Didn't have to be. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Out right?
2: Never the nicest person. But the issue I have with it now that I've become a nice person, I get more, I get people looking at me more now with right that frown, that eyebrow, that dirty look, trying to be a nice person, saying hello. So during my time in college where I was mean and, and not such a nice person, they remembered that. I went to a high school reunion. And the first thing they said, oh, you've changed. And didn't say it in a nice way. <laughs> <laughs> so i like, well, don't you think I'm a nicer and better person? And Well, yeah, that's true. But, and we like the old you. Like, oh, well, thank you. Wow. So, nice guys finish last. They say that a lot. I hate that that's true, but it's true.
0: It definitely is, Queen. And well, you can't I- refute that. Try it. You can't refute it. Nice guys finish last, and you know it. But
1: I, I just want to say that there are women out there that do appreciate a nice guy, and and yeah, you're talking look. about
0: one moment in 365 days. You talking about one portion of one day. No, get out of here, man.
1: That's so, not true. Come on, man. So let me get out say, out of here, here, man. Hey, here's
2: the issue I have. So I, I read about this choking finish during sex.
1: Now, oh, right? we going there?
2: <laughs> yes, we're going there. The, wait a because minute. Because here's my thing what about it. What about somebody choking you during an intimate moment? is supposed to be good. Wow. Well,
1: well, well, let me just say, you're just supposed to squeeze a little bit. <laughs> At this point.
0: Now is a good time to say that's,
1: that's all I'm going to say, Dr. Johnson. you do not supposed to choke them, it's you, just a little pressure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can't breathe. Oh my
0: goodness. Just a firm nice. she said just a firm caress. <laughs>
1: yeah. Who who said anything about choking? I ain't trying to die. Just, just apply a little pressure. See? No.
2: Nice guy finished last. Just
0: like you said, Dr. Justin. Nice guys finished last. You can't be nice. You gotta I'm apply sorry. some pressure. <laughs> Put in the sleeper hole. <laughs> <laughs> the fool Nelson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do want to share this with y'all, and I, this is true story few months ago I was uh, caking with this guy and he actually asked me straight up to enter into a poly relationship. He has a young lady that he's dating. he you know said he liked me as well. Wanted to buy me a home, hey. raise my, help me raise my son. Hey. You wow. know, he wanted me to be a whole sister wife out here. Oh, man. I said, okay, so what am I supposed to do on Tuesdays and Thursdays <laughs> when you leave my home and go to hers?
0: Respect
1: the game. When I tell you this man had a plan, he had well thought it out. He sat down with wow. me to have a conversation and wanted me to also meet her and you know he, oh yeah it he, it was going to be all of, 10:00 all 10:00. above board this is all above board the three he wanted the three of us to sit down and so what what i told him was i said after knowing me for the time that you've known me clearly you don't know me at all if you think that i would agree to something like this because wow. there is no way there is no way in hell I'm going to agree to a poly relationship. But I just I just gave you that example to show you that it yes, it's happening. Uh this this is it, you know. Modern
0: relationships.
1: Modern relationships want offer to buy me a home. Wants to help me raise my son. He was like, I love your son. I want to take him fishing. I want to, you know, have a hand in raising him. I really see myself with you, but I want to have, oh, oh, I didn't even give y'all the other part. He wanted me, the girl, and a concubine. He used that word, concubine. Right. So he he wants two wives and a concubine. I said, well, good luck with that. Wow! See you later, buddy.
0: Hey, I Modern think he was. A, he, hey, he was. A, he was a little too deep into the Bible Belt to try that maneuver right there, man.
1: Yeah, it, did, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. I, I, I told him he probably should try someone young that needs, you know, support and stability.
0: Well, well yeah, he need know, to that, go that's up that's north?
1: Work. Yeah, and that he also need to go up north work. or
0: something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's not going to work on a woman like me. I I don't need, I don't need a man. I want a man. See, that's the difference. So if I, if I needed a man, hell, I might, I might've thought twice, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm in a position that I don't need a man. I want a man. Listeners out there. Did y'all hear that? I I want a man. Did y'all hear that? Listeners.
2: <laughs> I said it again. I couldn't hear you.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, I, listeners, I don't need one. I want one. Let me say uh, hey, it.
0: Uh, hey, hey, Doctor Johnson. You know what? Vision popped in my head when I heard her keep repeat the fact that she want a man. Hey, with <laughs> her in that red, white, and blue uniform, <laughs> looking like Uncle Sam, pointing his finger at you. I want you.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want you. you know, and let me also let me also clear something else up while I said that I don't need a man and I, I want a man. I know that men, you know, and I am gonna get on my my black woman soapbox.
0: Again, I am tired.
1: I am tired of. Uh, men saying that black women are so independent, we don't need a man. There is a difference in being independent and self-sufficient. I am self-sufficient. So, just because I am able to take care of myself doesn't mean that I don't want help. See, let me clear that well, up. Well, right I've now. heard a lot... I'm a, I am self-sufficient. The complaint self-sufficient. I've heard
2: from, from my guy friends, are you willing to be submissive is the
1: question. Let's go there. Let's go there. <laughs> so... It, it, it's not a matter of whether or not women are willing to be submissive, it's whether or not you are ready to lead so I recognize as a woman of God that God gives the vision to the man and it is my job as the woman to use my talents and gifts to uphold the vision that God has given the man but if this week your vision is to open a business and next week your vision is to uh do a car wash and then the third week your vision is to be a rapper and then the fourth Week your vision is to do this. See, I can't follow that. Right. So y'all getting they, you get mad, but you all over the place. And I'm gonna give you another one. And since we gonna Bible hop, the Bible says a double minded man is unstable in all his mm. ways. But you want me to submit, mm. so I'm not submitting to no double minded man. So men, get your mind right, then we'll submit. Okay.
0: Did you hear the conviction in her voice, Dr. Just? <laughs> You knew a show of relationship was gonna bring this out.
1: I was cocked and loaded for that one. Look, Carlos, you knew when we picked this. Come on. Ooh, boy, well, you know I was ready.
0: Them words had daggers on the end of them, boy. It was hey, <laughs> I ain't at your gut. You knew in the production meeting this was going down like this.
1: I knew he, I knew he was gonna say something about submissive. I was ready. Well,
2: I, well, so I, I don't uh,
0: nurse, he suffered that, multiple uh, contusions.
2: A well. <laughs> I don't believe in modern relationships that there should be right one dominant. I think it's a partnership. I really do. I definitely believe.
0: But you know so. what a dominant the where well, I would say the what contributes to the feeling of dominance. I would say, and it's funny, but a group of guys and I were sitting around talking about how guys tend to demean their wives and things of that nature. But it tends to be in situations where the male is the breadwinner in this situation Mm. when the male is the primary income earner then they tend to be more abrasive towards their spouse Mm -hmm. you know and more demeaning Mm -hmm. and the sad but when you look at it that's normally the case and the sad part about it is the contrary is true as well when we talk about
2: economic balances within relationships my belief is that who's ever better at managing the money it's not so much if you make it because you can make a lot of money and be horrible. This at is true. It. And, and 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 that's the issue for me. If you're better at managing it as a man, if I feel as though you're better at managing the money, I'll hand you the check and say, hey, give me an allowance. And I'm OK with that. As long as the bills are paid, the kids are taken care of. We have some type of savings. You're investing in something. And then we have something set aside for family entertainment. I'm OK with that. So, I, and I get that that's, that's typically the thing. And I have to admit, I am in a situation where I am the financial uh, breadwinner within the house, but I, I really don't have an issue with that.
0: Yeah, but when you look at it per on a per capita basis, Dr. Johnson, far too often is the contrary, the more prevalent outcome. Most of the time, the female spouse in the relationship is on the lower income end
2: not true for for black for black families and black america the the unfortunate truth to that is, is that that's not true for us our black females have done exceedingly well for themselves
0: and
1: you better say
0: it not trying to minimize what black women have accomplished on their own but i think what you're speaking of is from a statistical standpoint, the black woman is the only breadwinner in the home. Yeah. She's the only income earner in the home. So In a number of homes within black families. Absolutely. You can't take anything away from single women that's out there raising children and maintaining the household and all of that. Hey,
2: black women have been the foundations of
0: black America. My mother was one of them. Mine too.
1: Even in married couples now black women who are more educated are making more money than their spouse yeah
0: that's true and there's nothing wrong with that but i think where the problem comes in is where like you said i think it was your off the back Porsche topic on one of our previous episodes queen where we were speaking of the movie self-made was it
1: yeah she emas- yeah they made her she emasculated him
0: yeah she emasculated him right they made it out to be that way I wouldn't say that she actually did it, but they made it yeah. out to be that way in the movie portrayal right. of Madison right. C.J. For Walker. Well,
2: unfortunately, that's a stereotype of black women, that they emasculate black men. That's That's definitely a stereotype.
1: That's definitely a horrible stereotype.
0: you know, I would be honest and say that I'm not really a Chris Rock fan. Oh, that's my dude. But I will have to give him credit for saying, back when he did, what, Bigger... Bigger and Blacker, baby. When he did that one, he was saying that America wasn't ready for a Black president because, you know, a Black president can't be the president on his own because he, you know, married to a Black woman. So that means you ain't the president, we the president. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 Again, a stereotype, right? And when you look at Obama, hey, they talked about Michelle Obama just as much as they did Barack Obama. I promise you they did. They did. But wait,
1: but wait, that, wait. But, but, but because. That was I was just going to say, but just because she is just as educated as he is, the woman has an Ivy League education, too.
0: Oh, yeah. I've never taken anything away from Miss Michelle Obama. I deeply respect her and all of her accomplishments.
2: So I would like to kind of frame this conversation on modern relationship with some research that I found from the Pew Research Center.
0: Actually, we were speaking about the role of finances in relationships, Dr. Johnson.
2: So, guys, uh, here on Chewing the Fat, we love to bring in research and an academic approach to some of our conversations, well, all of our conversations. And we like to back up these conversations and frame these conversations with some research. So we're talking about modern relationships and some of the aspects of it. I would like to bring in some research from the Pew Research Center uh, that was done in 2019 in reference to modern relationships. And the first one is Half of Americans ages 18 or older were married in 2017, a share that has remained relatively stable in recent years, but is down eight percentage points since 1990. Love tops the list of reasons to marry, and that's at 88%, making a lifetime, lifetime commitment or lifelong commitment, 81%. Championship, right? Supporting each other, 76%. and But it's funny, financial stability is at 28%. I found that interesting. The number of U.S. adults cohabitating when a, when a partner is on the rise, right? As we called in the old days, shacking up. Remarriage is on the rise. Four in every 10 marriages is a person being remarried. One in six newlyweds were married to someone of a different race or ethnicity in 2015. Definitely a rise. Support for the legalization of same-sex marriage has grown in the past 10 years. Millennials and general and Generation Z have been at the vanguard of changing views on sex and marriage, some of the things that we've already talked about. And the last thing is sizable minorities of married people are members of a different religious group than their partner, right? Which is which used to be unheard of. Right. Yes. But marriages and partnership across political party lines. Think about this. We will change religion before we change political party. Marriages and partnerships across political party lines are relatively rare.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. That that makes sense. That makes sense cuz I would probably put on a hijab before I marry a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: you love the So you love the Democrats more than you love Jesus?
1: Give me the burka. Wow,
2: that is interesting. But the fact I want to go back to, because we were discussing finances a few moments ago, that even though we talk about how important finances are, when people are getting married, they, they talk about more about love than it is for the 28% that incorporate financial stability into that conversation. I found that interesting. That's
0: because they're dancing around the conversation of finances. Yeah. You know, most things tend to go unsaid when it comes to the finances in a relationship.
2: Well, and and to your point too, Carlos, which you mentioned earlier about emasculation of the partner when it comes to finances and the flipping of roles, the research states that being a good financial provider was seen as particularly important for men to be a good husband. Oh, yeah. I
0: remember a time in the dating game, I would say, that women wouldn't even give you the time of day if you didn't have your things together. You know, you had to have a good job or be on a good career track. You need to have a decent vehicle with a nice domicile. You had to carry yourself in a certain way nowadays all of those standards are out of the window it is a swipe left uh, swipe well, right well, i think it,
1: i think it goes both ways though i think that men had enough integrity that they would not even approach a woman if they did not have those things lined up i think that's the difference so men men don't have <laughs> that type of pride anymore that man i'm not even in a in a position to even approach a woman i got too much pride i'm not gonna try to date man these dudes out here straight up homosexuals. they ain't gotta have nothing she said, straight come living
0: oh my goodness. i appreciate the credit you tried to give men doing that little particular rant queen
1: it's true as
0: you were pontificating but i think you gave men way too much credit during that time I'm gonna tell you right now, man. they
1: They was homosexuals
0: back then? Well man, let me help you understand something. Like uh the great Dave Chappelle said, if men can bag hot women in a cardboard box, they wouldn't buy a home, they'll live in the cardboard box. The prospect of getting suitable women motivates most men, used to motivate most men to excel in the world and you know, acquire nice things and you know, carry themselves in certain ways. But nowadays, that's no longer the case because they no longer have to do it. It's become you a...
1: You my point. That's what I say.
0: See, but... It, well, so
2: looking at the research, guys, it says 71% of adults say it's important for a man to be able to support a family. And that's from the research. Then it goes on to talk about that the reason why people stay married, 64% shared interests, 61% satisfying sexual relationship, only 52% discuss finances and that's still within that realm, that 28% that think financial stability is important. So has it really changed that much? Mm -hmm. It hasn't. So just looking at the numbers, it may be a conversation about the type of people that you might find in these online dating pools instead of what you may find in other settings. I'm just saying, just looking at the. You don't
0: have to be lonely at (laughs) formasonly.com.
2: So, Carlos, if I'm not mistaken, it's your turn this week for this week in excellence. What you
0: got for this week in excellence? I would like to highlight Yumi Hogan, that's wife of Republican Governor Larry Hogan of. Maryland. But I want to highlight Yumi Hogan for Operation Enduring Friendship. Governor Larry Hogan's wife, Yumi Hogan, she's of Korean descent, and she used her Korean heritage to help broker a deal to negotiate the procurement of roughly about 500,000 COVID-19 tests for the state of Maryland. In a CNN interview, Governor Hogan said that the test kit mission the Operation Enduring Friendship relied heavily upon the bond he and his wife established with Korean ambassador to the U.S., Lee Soo Hayek. During the interview with CNN, he repeatedly credited his wife for championing the Operation Enduring Friendship. And he alluded to the fact that she wasn't a professional diplomat. She wasn't a politician. She didn't, you know... Have any idea of the amount of scientific approvals that will be needed for numerous government agencies to approve the test kits to be used in the United States of America? So I just want to give a big shout out to Miss Yumi Hogan you know, for her efforts in trying to secure those COVID-19 tests for the constituents of the state of Maryland. Great job in doing what you and your husband did to negotiate the procurement of those tests. I hope everything goes well in your state.
1: That's awesome.
2: That, that is amazing. And, and it, it just shows that we live in a global society. Although I love my country, I think, you know, we should always put America first But we can't forget that we live in a global society and that we are global citizens, and that without that, we wouldn't have that type of goodwill.
0: Or smartphones, Dr. Johnson.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's good to see humanity is still out there. Absolutely. So should we go ahead and wrap up with closing remarks?
0: Most definitely.
1: Since we that da- since we done da- let's wrap it
0: on up. Most definitely. Closing remarks, Dr. Johnson.
2: So we touched on this week about relationships, and and I think it's a poignant uh topic, then that we're in the middle of quarantine and COVID-19, and that these relationships are of ultimate importance right now and maintaining them and cherishing them. So listeners, uh times are tough, but cherish the relationships that you have. And if you're you're looking for a solid relationship, Hold on to your values. Hold out. Don't give in to these societal norms of, if you know what type of person you are at heart and you know what type of relationship you want, regardless of what what's become accepted or normal, make sure you stay true to who you are
0: and find that lasting love that's going to sustain you as a person. Well said, Dr. Johnson. Queen. Damn. He stole damn, your thunder, I, didn't damn,
1: he? Damn, I hate to agree with Dr. Johnson, but... <laughs> He 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 actually made some sense. <laughs> 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 Write that down. That's the third time I don't agree with Dr. Jones. Hey, make sure you yeah, buy yeah. a lottery
0: ticket, her man. I'm saying,
1: and one of I them was George money, Bush. Yeah,
0: her man. You won't let it go. Yeah. He won't.
1: Um, my closing remarks <laughs> will also be short, uh, and also two women. And I'll take part of what he just said. I think that one thing that I've learned since I've been in the dating pool is, you know, I know who I am. I know what I want um, and I know what I will and won't accept. And so that's that's just my little tidbit for women out there that are like myself, still hopeful, um, you know, that I'm somebody's good thing. I know I'm somebody's good thing. Somebody's (laughs) going to scoop me up. I'm next. Um, But but I will not. I will not compromise. Yes. I will not compromise, and I'm unapologetic about that. And if they have a problem with Nor that- Nor should you. Right. And if they got a problem with that, they can move on to the next. Hallelujah. And, and any of Carlos and, and and Dr. Johnson's frat brothers, <laughs> if <you> miss me-
0: Get <laughs> a sister up. Because Queenie love the bro. Queen Queenie
1: love the bro. Wow.
0: Wow. Carlos, man, listen. The only closing remarks I'll have: be unapologetic about who you are. Be open, upfront, cards all on the table about the person that you are and the things that you want in a relationship. Simply because you can't blame a person for what they don't know. I've always subscribed to the concept that relationships should be an open book test. You should state all required items that you need to sustain the relationship. That way, that person can then determine whether or not they're in it to give the type of effort it will require to sustain the relationship. So I would say, don't settle. Hold out for what you want. Be confident in the fact that there is someone for everyone. Right. And that's all I have. This has been Chewing the Fat. Of course, hey, we... Hey, remind Aquina to do what?
1: Like, share... Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify.
0: That's right. Like, share, subscribe. Also, leave us a voicemail. Give us any kind of feedback that you guys have. Give us any kind of suggested topics that you want us to cover. And. You know, we are available on multiple platforms. And for you
2: trolls that found us on Facebook, we,
1: we did get some trolls
2: this you week. You can at least listen to the show before you troll us.
1: We got a few trolls this <laughs> week.
0: <laughs> Queen, I have to say he took that one rather personal, didn't he?
1: He did. He did. He, <laughs> he did. Trolls at least listen. Hey
0: man, the Serenity prayer, man. You can only worry about the things you control. People are going to have their opinions, man. Hey. They are. I
2: need you to hit the play button cuz if you if you're going to get the chance to if you're going to get a chance to to dislike the topic and have negative comments about the topic.
0: Oh, yeah. At least give us our fair share. (laughs) (laughs) At least listen. At
1: least listen (laughs) to it.
0: At least listen. Listen before you condemn. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Listen to us Mm -mm. before you Mm -mm. condemn all you want
2: to. Just give me the play first.
0: That's it. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to us. As always, we're very appreciative to, to all of our listeners who tuned in. We're definitely appreciative to to everyone who gives feedback. Catch us next week. Thank you, guys. This has been Chewing the Fat.
2: Good night.